But of all the stars, you're really going with Mora Mills, my guy. Come on, bro. Like, do better. Do so much better. Lisa Ann out there. Lisa Ann is the, the greatest of all time. And welcome, everybody, to another fun-filled jam-packed episode of Arizona's number one sports betting podcast. This is Talk Me Out of It. I am one of your hosts, Mike Gian. I am joined by my co-host, Alan Foreman. Alan, NBA season finally over. About time. You know what? You know why I say about time? There's not no disrespect to the NBA. We love our basketball here on the Talk Me Out of It podcast. But when the NBA season ends, that means we're roughly 90 days away from football. And God damn it, I miss my Eagles. So congrats to the Denver Nuggets. You did it. You got it done. You beat uh you beat Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat. But nobody showed up to your parade. So really nobody gave a damn about your championship. That was the most pitiful parade I've ever seen in my goddamn life. Holy <laughs> shit balls, my guy. Oh Lord. There was nobody in them streets and they was out here celebrating, screaming. Talking about running it back, boy. Nobody was in the crowd cheering for y'all. Like that shit was crazy. Uh, <laughs> so, Mike, shout out to Mike Malone being drunk, drunk and probably and high off, off his, his ass. That whole celebration. I know we're gonna touch on it later, but that whole championship celebration was out of whack. It was weird. It 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 didn't feel like a championship. Jokic out here talking like it no. was a nine to five victory. He said the job is done. I go home now. Like what? Now, nah, nah, motherfucker, you just won a championship. You just went through eighty two regular season games. And 12 postseason dubs to get there. And you just talking about the job is done. And then on top of that, this mother, this this dude lost his finals MVP trophy in the equipment room. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, this um, this man literally, like, I, I watched more of the press conference. And exactly right. Like, he literally looked like as soon as he done, like, he was headed to clock out, say goodbye to his coworkers. You know, maybe they, maybe it was like it almost seemed like he was in like in the in the in the uh, agricultural industry, where you have your season. It's summertime; nothing grows out like here in the desert. Nothing really grows out here when it's 112 degrees. So he was like, "All right, it was nice working with you. I'll see y'all next season." Like, like literally, he was about to hop on his horse and carriage and ride home. Now, the only thing I will say is that the on, the only excuse I can make, or at least um speculation i can make is that maybe he's got some sick parents at home maybe he's got some family issues because i don't because like I, he wasn't talking about going to his home out in cherry hills i don't i don't think he meant that like he looked like like he was mad that he had to wait three days for that pathetic excuse for a parade as you mentioned so like this man was on a mission to just get home yeah and he's uh, going back to yeah, just his not, home country he was out of there yeah he was ready to he's ready to hop on his first First available, hopefully first class flight. I hope he's not cheap. Like that's my only way. Like like, uh, you just want a championship. Like you don't have to be. I don't mean you have to. I'm not even saying that Giannis is cheap because he likes to eat at Chick Fil A, but um, you know he'll. But he usually smashes like a fifty piece and not even think about it. Please make sure that this man. First of all, you're like eight feet tall. Nobody wants to sit next to you in coach so just please don't be cheap when it comes to your air travel um i don't think he's the kind of man that would fly private but he definitely seems like somebody that's you know looking for the the, the best best deals and i hope he's not because the man makes what like 50 
he's gonna on pace to probably start making like fifty million a year. Easy, easy. But yeah, but that was that was one of the most bizarre, if not the most bizarre, because it just so happened that the night after, and you probably didn't watch any of the uh, celebration, but but hockey fans just hit different. Um, and this is a this is a team in Las Vegas. This is a team that just started existing six years ago, mm-hmm. or even maybe like five years ago. Mm-hmm. And 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 the uh, the streets were like the the strip was basically shut down. Um, now it does help that there's a lot of transplants that go to Vegas. Um, so they have they have a lot of hockey fans that don't want to freeze to death, or, or just you know make their summer homes out here. So that definitely helps, but. Yeah, it's like he, like he won. He won the championship, and he just—it was almost like, yeah, it's like that's just that's just part of it. And he even said in the conference, like you know, not people don't like really like their job. Like, he, like he literally treats basketball like a job, and it's not like he never had. Um, it doesn't feel like he ever had aspirations to even care about winning titles. He just wants to be the best basketball player he can be. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk me out of it. No, yeah, it just yeah. I think that's it. <clears throat> um, I'm sure it's deeper than that. He he got drafted during a Taco Bell commercial. You know, Jokic did. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure forty first, and there's only sixty players chosen. So he was on the bottom third. I'm sure he he has some type of beef with it. Um, and that that probably speaks to how he reacted and why he he's just set out to be the best ever and winning a championship doesn't define you to be one of the best players ever uh it does in today's society but like numbers speak for themselves the impact that you have on your team uh you can be the greatest person ever and we'll never hear from you but your team will and i think that's what his goal was it just like but my, my boy my boy like i like i said you went through 94 basketball games to get to this championship Celebrate it a little bit. How about 100? Because you've got to remember, it's 16, <laughs> well, 16, well, 16 wins, wins, four yeah. rounds, uh, yeah. four wins, plus I think they only lost three total games. No, they lost four total because they lost two to, right, um, so let's see, they lost 102 basketball they lost one, games. one to Minnesota. They lost two to the Suns. They lost none to the uh, Lakers, and then they lost one to the Heat. So that's... Um, and, and it turns, I actually was listening to the Bill Simmons podcast. Uh, how many teams do you think in the uh, post-Jordan era, so from in the last 25 years, have lost less than three or less than four, um, four or less, I should say, four or less playoff games on a run to a title? I, I really don't know. <laughs> um, one, none, just, just one. one. It's only one. I'm gonna say and that was this, the uh, 2018. I, uh, was 2018. it the Warriors? Sorry, yep, 2018 okay. Warriors. But that was like a historic team. I would. There was nobody I think that would say that the the Nuggets as a whole um, are um, would would consider themselves like a potential of the dynasty. But considering that, I don't see Jokic changing who he is. And as long as they can keep players that buy in, like who wouldn't want to play with a guy like that that literally doesn't want the ball? And even when he, even for somebody that is as selfless as he is, still can put up a thirty, twenty, and fifteen at, uh, at any given moment. Mm-hmm. Um, is there potential here for a dynasty in the most like miserable, morose? Like, yeah, we just won five in a row, and he still has just like that same like. 
stoic look on his face. I'm going to say yes. I'm, Even though the league is, is as good as it's ever been, I'm going to say there is potential for that. Talk me out. I'm going to say yes simply because of Jokic. <clears throat> if they can keep Jokic and Jamal Murray together. That that duo, no matter who their supporting cast is, will get the job done. And it, it, it's solely on Jokic as well. Like, that man plays out of his mind. It makes me sick because he look he look he makes me like think I can go be an NBA player. Like I feel like I could run faster than him. I I know for sure my two inch vertical is higher than his one inch vertical. Man's can't jump to save his life. <laughs> um, but he doesn't. But have doesn't to. have That's to. What's That's so what's crazy. Fun, and like he just moves in slow motion. And it's like you think you could stop it, but you can't. You think that you would have thought people would have like figured it weirdest, out, but they can't. He, yeah, it's just like the weirdest. Like looking shots, yeah. He, like shots that you see at the playground. It's shots that your your drunk uncle puts up. Let me see the rock, nephew, and like try to do some f- fuck shit, lay back, fade away, ball cut behind his head, hitting the middle of his spine, just throwing it up, and he's hitting three pointers. And you're sitting here like, how the hell is my uncle able to shoot these shots? Ain't no way this jump shot this broken and going in. Like it makes you re- it makes you question everything about your life. <laughs> Watching Jokic play at times. Because it looks so easy, so simple, so unorthodox. You're just like, why am I even wasting time with the fundamentals when this man is doing it at the highest of levels, making it look easy, and it's kind of goofy. It's just crazy. Um, yeah. yeah, but, yeah, there's nothing. As long as – I think you're right. As long as they can keep this <laughs> nucleus together. And what what they said on, on Simmons' podcast essentially is that, like, how many players that, you know, that are, are title hunting – quality players that just maybe a little older um, that will just sign for the league minimum just so they can have a center that is completely selfless, selfless, works really hard, has played with the chip on his shoulder probably since then. Yeah, like 41st, um, it's not, it's a lot different than the NFL draft where you have like seven rounds. Like being picked in the middle of the second round is actually still a blessing um, depending – and it can be like there's just – too much depth at the top to to pick you anywhere else but i mean the the nba is a is a tough um it's a tough nut to crack when it comes to getting drafted so um big shout out to them um happy to see it uh try to have maybe some more fanfare next time i don't know um it's um but it's going to be fun to see what happens uh especially with we only got the draft six days away alan six days um, away for Victor, Wem, Bam, Wem, Victor, what the hell, the hell do you say his name? Wemanyama. That's, Wim-man-yama. I'm never going to We're just going to say Vic, V-Dub. We're just going to call him. You know, it's crazy. It's like this, this name feels more simpler than Giannis. And how long did it take me to figure out how to say Giannis Antetokounmpo? Not long at all. I don't know. Not long at all. It's going to take me forever to say this man's name. I don't know why. These names are unorthodox. <laughs> Y'all parents need yeah, to very, cheer. Very unorthodox. But um, so now as we look, as we always do, um, uh, I'm going to pitch one more question to you. Now, the Heat um, have found some really unorthodox ways to make it happen. Um, they came, I believe, I believe it was. Now, were they playing against? Now, I'm talking about Jimmy Butler specifically. Was he with Philly? When Kawhi hit that that three, mm, when Kawhi was with Toronto, I believe so. Yeah, or was that he? I think it was with he Philly. Was with and that's Philly, when he yeah. wanted. That's when he wanted the fuck out. Um, so then, I mean, the Heat have been to the finals two of the last four years. One of those was obviously in the bubble. Um, I think they've made it to the Eastern Conference Finals one of those other years. 
Um, what is it that we've probably talked about this before, but I just want to bring it up again. We got, um, you know, free agency starting up. Uh, out of all the players available, what do they need to just get themselves over that hump? They need a Damian Lillard. They need a big shot. They need a bucket. They need a secondary leader. They need someone that's going to put, you know, even even the loss of like a P.J. Tucker would have helped them. Like P.J. Tucker being in Philly helped Philly get past the, uh, uh, who was they struggling against that series? I don't remember. Oh, the Boston. Boston. When P.J. Tucker got into uh, Embiid's ear and was giving him an earful. Like that's what that's what somebody needs to do to Jimmy Butler. Nobody on the team gave nobody on that team in Miami gave Jimmy Butler any type of you you the superstar get your shit together kind of talk. But a Damian Lillard, he gonna do that, and he gonna take the ball and he's gonna drop fifty if he needs to. I think you get if you could somehow some way get Dame at point, keep Jimmy, keep a few of your shooters, Max Struess, uh, and all of them. That's dangerous. Yeah, and um, just so happens that I'm pretty sure Dame's going to be on the market soon. Mm-hmm. I don't think the, the the I don't think the Heat spend a ton of money. They don't. That's um, money on their current roster. That's so. money I spend. I'm spending it. So that's yeah. So that right there um, will conclude. We'll almost conclude what we talk about. Uh, we'll probably have. Um, we probably won't do a podcast for the draft just because it seems pretty straightforward. I don't know if we're going to wager on it. Uh, we all took a beating with the exception of Allen's, uh, Gabe Martin, uh, 20 points and heat to win, um, bet we all took a, a beating, um, and it's, it's which we're going to lead to some other kind of beating, um, to try to replenish our bankrolls here, um, down at the local sperm bank, I think is where we've, uh, <coughs> Decided is the best bang for our buck, no pun intended. Um, to try to to try to you know recoup some of these losses because it was rough, man. But um, now as we look forward, uh, championship odds going into next year, we have the Denver Nuggets. Not surprising, uh, plus four sixty. A little surprising. Who do you think is second in the odds, Alan? Denver Nuggets one. Number two. I'm going to say Boston. The Milwaukee Bucks. Even though they got the first round exit. Plus 490. Yeah, I mean, you know, they got to keep Giannis. They have to have Giannis healthy. And who knows what happens um, with that series if Giannis is healthy in the first round. Um, Celtics coming in that third at plus 500. Uh, The Suns at uh, plus 700. Then it goes Golden State, Philly, Lakers, the Heat actually um, eighteen to one, and then once now we get into the twenties, we go uh, the cat your your beloved Cleveland Cavs are twenty two to one. Not sure if you want to jump on that now. Um, Clips at twenty plus twenty three. That doesn't make sense. The Grizzlies. Now we can we can um, go ahead and transition smoothly into this one. Um, surprising uh, surprisingly, Alan uh, the the that um, that post that you shared with me earlier, the odds have dropped even further now for the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. Mm. Uh, they're now plus 2,300 to win the title. Now, uh, it worked out perfectly as of this morning. Shout out to Megs for, think I think her official uh, title should be like podcast correspondent, like, like 
um, like picking up or, or at least sharing stuff in the in the in the chat um, that we may not have caught on right away. I know that you get the updates too, um, but we just want to give her a special yeah, no, shout she, out for she, bringing she that. She quick with it. Shout out Megs. Podcast correspondent. Yeah, so. That's your new title. You can tell people. Put it on your bio. Put it on Instagram. Go around. Put it on your LinkedIn. Go around Costco. Yeah, put it on your LinkedIn. Uh, talk to me out of it. Podcast correspondent. Um, that is your official title. That shit sound official as fuck. Yeah, just make sure they don't listen to it. Just, just, just say like, <laughs> I wouldn't listen to that because you may never get a job again. <laughs> just say you're a correspondent, not a sponsor. You know, you just, you just. Yeah. yeah, you don't sponsor it. You don't, listen, and just not. make sure that you you put a um, you put a gigantic disclaimer. It's like nothing that these two idiots say. Um, define uh, define my who I am. <laughs> Except <laughs> the fact, in no way, shape, or form do I agree. Except when we say, and we all say on this podcast, and we'll say it again, and we'll say it in ninety days, we'll say it in a hundred days, we'll say it in two hundred days, and we'll say it for the rest of our lives. Fuck the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, she agrees with that yeah, too. I'm sorry, people. I cussed a lot on this podcast. That's not like me. It's okay. <laughs> we put hey, we put I put the explicit rating. Yeah, but we so for those that don't know, we this expect year, it from um, you. Alan is taking on the role of yeah, it's true. But like, so Alan is now the producer, and uh, he puts he puts everything together. He puts uh, the music on, all that stuff. Um, but I still um, I'm the one that that publishes it, and every time I make sure to hit that explicit button, so you know that you're gonna hear some you're gonna hear some crazy shit. Now you may not know to what degree. Because it changes for everybody, um, but yeah, we cuss on this podcast. Deal with it. This is this is our outlet. This is how we get rid of our trust, our, our, our not trust, but our frustrations, and um, or we just want to have somewhere because you can't sound off like that at work. Um, you know, that's where we're 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 a podcast of the people. We'll just put it that way. Um, so yeah, so now that we've gone down that tangent, let's go ahead and bring it back and. Um, John Morant suspended 25 games, uh, was passed down earlier this morning. Uh, we all had a, a guess. Everyone guessed over. I set the line at 21 and a half. Everyone took the over except me, and everyone was right except me. The only person that was way off was uh, Marcus with the uh, lifetime ban. <laughs> he was going to have a move. And, no, the only person that honestly – here, talk me out of this, sound. The only one player that really deserves – a lifetime ban and has to go play in another country is Ben Simmons talking at it. I mean, at this point, hey, you know, <laughs> you know, it's crazy that you brought up Ben Simmons, man. Uh, it's funny, and it has nothing to do with 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 basketball, right? At the moment, it just triggered a funny thought, and I, I think you'll find this hilarious because there, there's there's some pro athletes out here that that have been injured for so long with like the slightest thing. We don't really know what's going on with them, right? Zion been hurt off and on. He, he he came out and said he just mentally wasn't Zion, so he's not going to play. Right? Ben Simmons said he's not mentally Ben Simmons. He's not going to play. Dive into football. When's the last time you heard of Michael Thomas? Mike from the Saints. Wide receiver with turf toe. Years. No, you never Years, did. right? Years. I saw a Twitter post today that said DeMar Hamlin died. And is back on the football field before Ben Simmons, Michael Thomas, and Zion got back on a basketball court. And that that hurt. That, I laughed. 
That's gotta I, hurt. They need some heart. Yeah, I laughed. They need, they like, need, a, they need a lesson. <laughs> my man was on his deathbed, and he is back at practice as a full participant. He literally died on the field as a like full a, like a, participant. Like, yeah. And he is like back. World War II vet. Just, he okay. is back before Ben Simmons. He is back before Zion. And he is back before Michael Thomas. That blew my well, mind. Well, to be fair, Zion's Zion's been trying to build up his OnlyFans. Uh, uh, OnlyFans subscription. This man out here trying to get a Pornhub contract. He in the wrong contract business, my boy. He, yeah, he, needs, he, he was, needs to go see Bra- so Brazers and, and Naughty Americans. Bro, bro, but of all the stars, you're really going with Maura Mills, my guy. Come on, bro. Like, do better. Dude, so much better. Yeah, Sarah J's out there. Sarah, Sarah Lisa J Ann out there. Man. Lisa Ann is the the greatest. Of oh, all she's time. retired. It don't matter. I hope my wife doesn't. I hope my wife doesn't hear this because she's gonna know that I know way too much about. This. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna stop there so we get triple. <laughs> hey, well, that's okay. Like hey, Lisa, hey, Ann, but no, like Sarah, Sarah J's been around since I was since I was eighteen. Like she's she's been around forever. Uh, Sophie D. Yeah. There's plenty of girls that he could he could be uh, clapping cheeks with that um, could give him a little more clout. Yeah. Uh, what about what was the, that one that uh, even J- even Jimmy G got himself a, a, a decent one? Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo, porn name. star Jimmy. He got a great one. Yeah. Now, to be fair, Jimmy G is fucking handsome, and uh, yeah, well. there's no comparing looks when it comes between. But that's the whole point, though. Like, like it's like that Chris Rock uh, stand-up special where he talks about like why um, black women. Uh, get mad at, at interracial dating is because they're not attracted to white men but it's only the pretty white boys that that black women are really attracted to mm-hmm. like the way he put it is that you would never see a black woman with uh, george from seinfeld and that if you see a, a a black woman with an overweight white man that means her credit is fucked up that's exactly how that <laughs> so it's i guess it's a little different um when it comes to uh, that, but yeah, he's got plenty of other things to be. And then Ben Simmons, uh, Michael Thomas, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. But these guys are rich; they got nothing else going on. But God bless them, you know. God bless them. Uh, God I bless. Mean, they there aren't really many. Any, let, me, let me get a any, couple thousand. If y'all just gonna sit at home. <laughs> God damn! Like help, help me. I'm broke. Okay. I'm broke. I can't eat. <laughs> <laughs> all right now oh, tangent man. number two <laughs> but um but speaking of which so oh man this is gonna be one of our best episodes man get whoever whoever does like the podcast awards the sb awards for for best uh podcast that nobody listens to we're right up there man 100 uh, percent. we should um, do an award show for us uh we'll announce oh 100 each award yeah no 100 percent we're, we're gonna cook that up. We're gonna cook up an award yeah, show. We'll, yeah, because we got we got plenty of time before of between time. now and uh, and football season, uh, which we'll call a smoked uh, smoked wing D day. I guess is the way we put it when we finally get all our our knowledge and wisdom and we come out with that two and a half hour podcast, nothing but football and overs and unders and and props and all kinds of shit. Um, but for now. Um, if you're the Memphis Grizzlies, this will be short and simple. Do you get rid of job ja before the beginning of the season? I'm going to say yes. Talk me out of it. Do you get rid of jaw? A generational talent who waves guns everywhere. A little gang banger. A little, what is his name? T- Demetrius. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, 
Yeah, Lord. insert any insert any male black name with uh, more than like six syllables here. <laughs> that's what that's essentially what we're talking about. Listen, man, I I don't think you cut ties with him, but he's definitely on a on a shorter leash. Um, anything he does at this point is a fireable offense, if not already. Um, I just don't see how you cut ties with one of your 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 best player. Uh, it's a tough one to call, especially at a young age. But if there's a franchise to do it, it's Memphis. Um, where he goes, Mike, that's you. You said you had a team in mind and you were going to wait for the podcast. So I'm going to pass that over to you. If they cut him. All right. If they All right, cut him, go. where, do they, where does he go? Where are you ready for this? I'm so ready. I'm thinking. So I had to think in my mind. I had to think about, okay, you know, Memphis. By the way, do you know that there's so this is why Memphis is not a good idea. And this is you can ask any like look at listen to any like three six mafia record or anything out uh you know about Memphis if do you know that Memphis actually stands for something amongst the, the urban um area or the, the urban areas of Memphis? It actually has um, um an acronym. Mm, I did not. Okay, here's what it be so this is why this is not a good environment for John Moran. It stands for making easy money pippin' hoes in style. Yeah. That's a saying that goes around there. I didn't make this up. This has been around, you know, probably since, you know, the 80s, 70s, maybe even 80s. I don't know. But that's so this is not a good environment for somebody that that's that's trying to, I guess, show that they're that they're streetwise or that, you know, not, you know, true to it, not new to it, whatever, whatever the reason may be. So I started thinking the square cities with cap space that need need a little something and I've been to this city before and I say it doesn't matter what you get out of it maybe get some picks for it but let's send Ja to the beautiful yet ex- incredibly square Salt Lake City send him to the Jazz <laughs> oh, that boy that gonna get you. arrested the second he land <laughs> it's like, oh, right, you're you're black and your name's not Carl Malone, and you're in Utah. Like, that's Listen, why you're getting arrested. The only reason, only reason the last black man had success in Utah is because his first name was Donovan. All right, what are you gonna do when you send a Tremi- <laughs> you send a fucking Tremetrius there, dog? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, Mike. They're not gonna let him off the plane. No, his credit score went down ten percent. Not even up. It's supposed to increase when you go to Utah. His shit went down. He is now a wanted criminal. He is on. He's on bond the second he lands. He is getting pulled over every quarter mile. Excuse me, sir. You fit the profile of a victim. <laughs> we only have eight black people here, oh, so God, there's not really no. much that we can do. I'm not, no, I, no. And I can say this from experience. I've been to Salt Lake City. By far the cleanest downtown I've ever been to. Everybody's super hospitable. Everybody friendly. But first of all, the bars close at like 9 o'clock. There are no bars. There are no <laughs> bars. Like they even, though, like they do have them, but like I could see, I could see why, uh, why Rudy Gobert wanted out of there um, as soon as possible. But, well, he's French. That doesn't fucking count. Um, but yeah, like that's just so. If if not if if not the Utah Jazz, 
<laughs> uh, send my man to Milwaukee before you send him to fucking there Utah. There you go. Jesus Actually, that's Christ. there you go. There you go. Okay, Milwaukee. Like, yeah. There, if the Saint, if Saint Louis had if Saint Louis had a team, send them there. I'm sure Nelly could hook up with him. Uh, that's like the Myrtle Capital of the world, though. Hey, well, that's, fuck that's it. Awesome. Wave a gun there and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, wait, yeah. Go somewhere where it's fine. Go to go to the. Well, if it was still in New Jersey, go to the Nets. Yeah, it's just I I don't know, man. Like if 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 Utah doesn't have an answer for him, then I don't think anybody will. God bless him. I hope he gets. I hope he turns it around. I hope he literally spends legit spends. Because what is this? What is their real off season like? Was, was they start summer? They start summer. But he's he's too. He's already a star. He doesn't have to show up to that shit. So he probably has like three months of rest. Probably end of yeah. mid mid September is when he'll be expected for a hundred and it's like a hundred and twenty days till NBA yeah. kicks back off in October. So just take legitimately take like six weeks if you're if you're if you've been sipping that lean and um you know and getting high and all that stuff like clean your body out clean your mind up get yourself around some good people um yeah and just 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 don't fuck this up. Because mm-hmm. the the NBA, this is not like the '80s where everyone was all coked out, but everyone's still only making a little bit. Like these are billion dollar franchises, and like they will, like if you know anything about about rich white people, they will not let you do anything to fuck their investment up. That's fact. They might hide some shit for you, but <laughs> in the case of uh, I don't know who was that. Um, Roger Goodell's definitely hidden some has some secrets. I guarantee that. Nobody can talk me out of that. I don't care what they say. But um NBA's a little different. NBA's a little different. So we'll see what happens. Um and a farewell to uh to both uh basketball the the ho- the last hockey game fucking hurt because I had I just had two players that I had scoring anytime goals. One do you know how many goals were scored in that final that final game five? Twelve. Yeah. And like literally, basically, and there's only twelve skaters on each side of the, of, um, on each side of the ice, and one guy had three, had a hat trick, uh, but still, that's like ten, that's like nine other skaters, and I couldn't get the one. Um, but hopefully, I'm hoping maybe I can get Allen down here for uh, Coyotes games. Well, first of all, they they don't even have a place to play right now, so that's a little bit of a problem. Um, or maybe they'll stick with the uh, that small little one, but the tickets are like two hundred dollars. That's a that's a whole trip to uh, to a football game. Two hundred dollars for some hiking, that's a, from hockey game. Well, they only have five. Well, under normal circumstances, they would have a eighteen to twenty thousand seat arena, but with only five thousand tickets, like there's the demand, like that just eats up that lower that lower level, and yeah, lower level si- sections are usually about about 200 plus so that's crazy that's not gonna happen like i'd rather that's just watch crazy. Shit at home. that's what i'm saying i've so, never actually even watched a full hockey game so i gotta do that before i even go sit at one yeah well did i tell you how i got into hockey i uh, probably told the story maybe but long know. story short uh i was um uh you know it was during my my during my golf career uh when it started getting super hot I, i'd get my practice done early but i'd work late so I'd have to have something to do to kill the time. And I just figured I'm just going to buy a hockey game and, and just see what how much fun it is. And a video game was, was really fun. And by the time 
uh, 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 finished the game and, you know, won a Stanley Cup and learned all the rules, the season started. Um, so I started watching the games on TV, and then a buddy of mine got free tickets to a game um, up in, in Phoenix, and I went, and I had the perfect seat because I was fresh out of knee surgery, and they had a nice little spot for me to just keep my leg extended and not get cramped up. And, uh, yeah, Coyotes won 4-3 to three in overtime with the Sabinic McCulloch overtime goal. Not that I remember anything about the game. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was hooked ever since. But, I mean, I, I slowed down. Like, I was definitely, like, Allen Eagles fan, like, hyped at, at that at one point. Um, but now I just – I enjoy the sport. It's a fun – it's a fun sport um, and very underrated, but – who knows? I don't know if we between football and basketball, like we have plenty of options to, to set money on fire. Um, you like like Alan would really have to enjoy the game, um, really have to enjoy watching it, um, if we're going to take that route. Um, but in the meantime, is a great from football all the way now here through basketball. Will be we have a nice little uh, sabbatical to to recharge our batteries, recharge our accounts. Um, and uh, maybe the occasional baseball bet um, here or there, just to just to keep the the fans interested, and also just keep uh, keep our um, keep our minds sharp. But um, anything else you want to say about these uh, most recent? Uh, I mean, I'll be, I know we came back with the pod after the football season was over, but anything else that you want to talk about? Since this is a, it's not really the end of a of a season for the podcast, but. We're going to be doing some other, you know, goofy things with it. Uh, <clears throat> you know, no, and I, 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 I can't, I'm actually kind of comfortable with saying this is this can conclude a season. Uh, not saying like we're going to take a break, but like ten episodes in, this is episode ten. We went through basketball championships. We're in a lull. Uh, who knows what next week's podcast is really going to be about? We could really just come on here and talk about hot links and shit. You know, we just don't know. Um, yeah, but what I do know. Mike, and I don't know if you know. I don't know if you've been keeping tabs on our boys, but Oral Roberts is in the World Series College Baseball. I just want to throw that oh, out there. Oh shit! I did not. Mm-hmm. I feel stupid for not keeping up. These guys just 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 show up in just like the weirdest, the weirdest way, weirdest ways. Um, I also wanna 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 briefly talk about this guy that I put a bet on in golf, and he is not doing well. <laughs> He is tied for 24th, and I'm just sitting here like, sir, you are the second best golfer coming into this tournament. How the hell are you at the bottom? And who are all well, these to people be fair, at the top? To, to be fair, here's what's going on right now. So this is a new venue. We can talk a little golf because I'm obviously paying attention to this. Now, if you remember correctly, this is the go- the golfer that you bet. I don't remember. He won his first major two years ago. And remember, his wife was pregnant, and who was who? Who else was it but Phil, uh, Mr. Steer Girl Mickelson, mm-hmm. that like grabbed the chair for her, and you know was sitting with her while he was waiting to see if there was a playoff involved. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's this is his guy. This is like Phil's like new like protege, if you will. Um, Phil, he and Phil are actually tied. I don't know if, if Phil's. I think Phil might have started right now, but uh, new venue, um, and. They were they were expecting this place to be tough, and just a lot of players just went out and just fucking lit it up. Now he's not, um, he's just he was frustrated yesterday, but the fact that he didn't play his best, 
and it still has a chance where he could he could easily shoot 62 today, be up there amongst the leaders. So I still I think I think your bet is still fantastic. And with uh, thanks to Fanduel, all he has to really do is finish in the top 20. But you really really want that that dub um, because. Um, that's where the that's where the big meat is. That's where you can you can offset, maybe save yourself a trip down to the uh, to the lab there. Where is Phil right now? Um, he is. Oh, well, he's having a he's having a shitty day today, but he could still make the cut. He was three under at one point yesterday, and then uh, was finished at one under, but now uh, three over for the day, two over for the tournament, six holes to play. Outside the cut line, but we'll see what happens mm. um, going forward there. But mm. they are they are lighting this place up. Like I said, and we're going to get to that in a second. But um, I got I got um, I got a prop for you, real quick, real quick. Okay. Um, <clears throat> remember how we were talking about the Bucks being second overall favorites for a title? Yeah. Uh, partly due to a potential trade for Bradley Bill. Bradley, Bradley Bill, Bill to the yeah. Bucks. Bradley Bill and his agents wow. are engaged in talks with the Milwaukee Bucks and the Miami Heat. Bradley Bill is the only player. He is the only player in the NBA right now with a no trade clause. <laughs> but he would. But it sounds like he'd be he'd be willing to exercise that right if he got on the chance for a chip. I was actually listening to a podcast this morning about um, about that. He's starting to. His name's starting to show up, and you know who, what teams would be, um, what teams would be interested in him, um, and just give give Washington a chance because Washington is one of those teams that I know of that um, should be tanking, but just tries to throw together like the best they can and and finish you know five games below five hundred and and get like the tenth pick in the draft and just keep trying like they did it. Um, they keep it's weird how they keep getting players that. Like just want to win, um, you know. Like with that run they went on with when when Westbrook when they got Westbrook, like we thought that was a tank job for sure. And then they ended up, I think, becoming an eight seed, and mm-hmm. then got stomped by the Lakers. Um, so yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting to see. Um, so I mean, if they get so that would it would be now. Do they keep Middleton then, or is Middleton on his way out? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens in that. Tr- if it if we'll it goes happens, through, but. but. It that would be very, very interesting. Um, I'm looking here. Actually, there's a an article that came out on Sports Illustrated. Or, uh, Illustrated uh, betting service favors OKC Thunder to land Chris Middleton. Mm. So, if anyone's been waiting for a time to strike, it is definitely the uh, OKC Thunder. It is. They've been lurking. Lots of picks. They got. They got a uh, they got the guy in SGA. Um, his name is weird. It's like that name. I don't understand why they had to abbreviate it because it's not that hard to say. What name? Maybe just too many syllables. Say it. Say it again. Say it. Say it. Say it. Oh, saying that that's the name that I don't understand why they had to like. I know, but I want to hear um, if you say it correctly. Acronym. Oh, Shay Gilgis Alexander. Oh, I'm sorry. Shay uh, Gilgis got Alexander. You. <laughs> yeah, you got me. No, it's. I mean, it's a mouthful, uh, but it's uh, not that it's hard. Not, not. Shay Gilgis Alexander. It's not a. It's not hard. I just wanted to see if I could, you stumbled. That's all oh, I wanted. Oh, you get me to stumble. That's yeah, all good I wanted. Call. <laughs> Mission accomplished, motherfucker. Yes, sir. Um, all right. 
So, um, yeah, that'll be interesting to see. Um, yeah, we got the U.S. Open this week. I've got uh, Max Homa and Victor Hovland. Um, they both shot two under and one under, respectively. I don't know what's going to happen with this course. Um, the record, the single-day scoring record was broken yesterday, um, a record that was set by several players but was technically broken um, in, uh, in a movie that we are actually going to talk about in one of the segments we're going to be testing out. Uh, but first, let's get to our, our our segment that's been going on for a while. And um, Alan, go ahead and start with yours, because. But I think we figured out a way to tie it into being at least vaguely tied into sports. Uh, yeah, uh, we're just gonna call it. What are we gonna call it? We're gonna call it the struggle between John Morant and breaking away from his pistol. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, there's John Morant in this whole situation And the NBA Trying to figure out how to handle it right? So I got the sports video of the week I got these two guys They're in a wing stop Both clearly uh, Seemingly Seemingly Potentially in a relationship Or involved with one another um, There's a bald guy And there's a guy with dreads And they get into a, they get into a nice little fight Nice little altercation and I'm I, I'm gonna tell you this: one person does not throw a single punch, but he dealt the most damage. I'm gonna say that again: when you watch this video, he does not throw a single punch, but he does the most damage. And and that that is why you guys need to see this. Sports video of the week that has nothing to do with sports because I promise you it has yeah. nothing to do with sports. But when you watch it and you see what I'm talking about, you'll see the internal struggle of yeah. it, it. And can this is just personify right. in sports bets. It can personify in the NBA. It can personify everything that you're going through. It is just snatching what is most valuable to you <laughs> in the moment. Yeah. Taking taking away just finding the person's weakness. And, and exploiting that weakness for personal gain or, in the word of sports, for competitive gain. That's all it, um, that's, that's all it goes into. Um, so mine is actually one that happened relatively recently um, at the Canadian Open. So this was last Sunday. Uh, Canadian golfers, first of all, love Canadians. Canadians are super nice. And, uh, but they haven't won their National Open their national golf open and I think 60 some years it's been a minute um and so it came down to a sudden death playoff and there was on one side you have Nick Taylor who's a Canadian that's won twice on the tour and then Tommy Fleetwood very skilled golfers usually has been ranked in the top 10 in the world just hasn't gotten it done from a, a winning standpoint um so they're they're going at it and I think it was the third or fourth playoff hole Nick Taylor makes a 72-foot walk-off eagle, goes in. He wins the tournament. whole place is going fucking crazy. Um, it's loud as shit. And they start celebrating. They, you know, everyone's shaking hands and celebrating. Um, and then now, if you just heard it on the – if you were just watching the show, if you were watching the, the coverage, you would hear Jim Nance say, uh, by the way, Adam, um, Adam Hadwin uh, just got tackled uh, while he was trying to celebrate. Um, his friend's victory so as soon as you hear that you go right to twitter and let's just say that twitter did not let us down um and the internet is still undefeated 
Uh, funny thing about this, when you see it, you'll see the, you'll see a couple things. One, that this security guard had no clue who this guy was, even though he literally just finished the fucking tournament probably an hour and a half before he tied for <laughs> tied for ninth. Um, granted, probably in street clothes versus you know golf attire. Um, but I mean, I don't think they're I don't think they're bringing in people from Buffalo across the border, um, you know, to to be doing this. And second, and secondly, uh, this this security guard has been waiting his entire fucking life to pull one of these. Um, we'll just leave it at that. Uh, that's my sports video. Alan got a good long chuckle out of it. Um, I could just share the re- the regular one, but I'm actually going to share the Bob Menery version because he's just funnier. Like he adds some commentary to it. Um, it just makes it better. Otherwise, it's just 10 seconds of a dude. Um, you know, and the funny part about it, though, uh, his wife later tweeted that in true Canadian fashion, the golfer actually apologized to the, to the security guard. Um, so that does it for the uh, sports bet uh, or the sports video of the week that has nothing to do with sports. Uh, my vote is for Allen's for being just because you can tell that this is not like too two adversaries looking to beef like it was clear that they didn't want to they didn't want to scrap um but it just got to that point and it wasn't even really a scrap one person was ready to to throw some hands and the other one just found a weakness um and you'll see it i've seen fights like this before and i was like that's real that's going to be really expensive um to have to to fix so yeah shout out to alan shout out to that let us know by the way if it's either snapchat um, or just reach out to us um, in the comment section um, of the podcast. I think that we, I think we have a comment section on uh, Spotify. I hope so. Let That'd be know. cool. Type in Make that. Make sure to rate and review. Yeah, I hope so. Um, but now we're gonna get into uh, something a little different. So we've been uh, bouncing back with ideas about because um, aside from you know having fun from an entertainment aspect of of doing this podcast and um we are also i would say we're pretty avid movie buffs um alan of course went to we could say is it safe to say that you actually went to film school yeah i mean okay it's 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 better to say than but yeah it's better to say than saying i went to nau to study film like it just it just like you went to a film school like u of a has a i'm sorry nau has a school has a film school program. Did you just you obey me? You dirty. I I apologize. Dirty, I, I disgusting, was I was thinking, terrible. <laughs> but I picked it. But I caught myself. You know, I do not want to ever disrespect the lumberjacks. Go jacks. Um, you've been way nicer than any U of A fan has ever been to me. Um, but yeah, so you went to film school. I ended up just kind of learning to appreciate it and um, since then um, Alan and I are both uh, professional videographers um, but also very much rooted in the uh, basics but we like a good movie so I figured well what way could we introduce movies and gambling into our podcast you know for having an extra segment where um, you know we just we, we find a way to tie it all together and so we decided to do something so the, the tentative title of this is uh, Life um, Gambling and Life Lessons Through Cinema. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll probably find a catchier name than that, but essentially we're going to find movies that have gambling as a as a big... It doesn't have to be the, 
the major point of it, but it at least has to be um, some kind of it has to it has to be some kind of theme in the movie. Now, if you were to look up gambling movies on Google and search through the featured snippets, you're probably not going to find this one on there. Um, but there's a reason why I wanted to see it. Alan had never seen it before. Uh, it's the best golf movie. I figured uh, a couple things. One, it's the U.S. Open um, this week, and this movie has a lot to do with the U.S. Open. It's called Tin Cup. Uh, it was made probably, uh, I think it was filmed or was released in 96, so Alan was just three years old. Um, I actually watched it. Um, I didn't watch it in the theater, but I, I did rent it from a uh, shout-out to Hollywood Video, which I know doesn't exist anymore, but... Um, yeah, so we're doing the, uh, so I had Alan watch it. I asked Alan to watch it. Shout out to Alan actually for taking a couple of two ish hours out of his day, um, to watch something that as he admitted 10 years ago, he probably wouldn't have liked very much. Mm hmm. 100%. 10 years ago, Alan would have said, Mike, what the fuck you got me watching, bro? <laughs> but now this is, this is an older, more mature Alan. So much um, more mature. So much more mature. And um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about so Alan. Just um, for those of you who haven't seen it, if you're into golf at all, um, I would suggest you watch it. But Alan, even as a non-golfer, um, could you appreciate it at least from a gambling perspective? Yeah, I mean, I I did like the uh, the the random <clears throat> the random little bets that they did throughout the movie within the game. Um, it was really funny, like genuinely, like. Uh, I just I appreciated the uh, that I bet you bet you ten to one if if I could hit this shot or when they did the riddle about the uh, the wife the being the doctor. doctor yeah and he was like if I can get fifty five hundred putts on this golf ball before y'all get it you know what was those odds I think you gave him ten to one twenty to one or the money back no it was just it was just even money just he wins the pot if he gets the five hundred bounces on the wedge. Oh yeah, but he said he'll give it back if they. Yeah, they if, they, if 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 these two, if these five idiots, let's be fair. Like that's the first thing, is that most most people that are involved with the with a degenerate gambler probably aren't very smart. Um, there's a lot of unanswered questions that I can figure out. Like what are the, what the fuck do these guys do <laughs> when they're not? Um, you know, is it just a bunch of welfare checks sitting around? Or are they retired? I couldn't figure it out. But um, yeah, so I'm I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, and let's just kick this off. Um, I think we should just go back and forth and, and get through a, um, a life lesson that or a gambling lesson that we learned. We got a, a few of them here. Um, and obviously, I've watched this movie a hundred times. So if, if you need any assistance with that, Alan, go through. But the most important one that um, when it comes to gambling that you want to follow is, um, look, boss, I only got one rule. And that's never bet money that you don't have on a dog race with an ex-girlfriend that happens to be a stripper. Mm. Sage words from my man Romeo. He's going to come up a lot. A big thing. He's going to be a, a big part of the theme here. Um, basically telling his boy that. So essentially what happens is he makes this bet. He doesn't have the money. He ends up fucking losing it. Um, and in the process, uh, loses his driving range to her. <laughs> basically is re reduced now to just making seven dollars an hour um giving lessons and doing whatever else it is that he's doing which i mean in the mid 90s was an okay wage if you were you know a total fucking loser but uh yeah that was just you know sage advice and 
Uh, Romeo comes up with a lot of sage advice, which uh, I would say is the second lesson, but I'm going to pass it to Alan. Alan, what would be your, I guess, most profound gambling lesson uh, from this movie? Uh, <clears throat> I think he sent it in a quote for me. Let me, let me go to our chat real quick. <clears throat> By the way, I'm going to, just for fun, I'm going to put a link to the to the YouTube uh, option in um, in the link of the description where you can buy or rent. It's like four bucks. If you can't afford four bucks, you probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast if you want to <laughs> check it out. Um, yeah, because we, 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 we bet. Um, I think for me, knowing me and my, my competitive dumbass uh, and how, how ready I am to win a bet and place a bet and eager to place a bet, it's got to be the moment in the movie where where Ten Cup, Mr. Roy, challenges uh old dude, well jackass who hates kids and dogs. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a funny moment, by the way. Yeah, that's a great moment because she finally got to see it, and we finally got to see it because they've been talking about it the entire movie. Uh, he hates kids and dogs, and like it never once showed until the towards the end, which was hilarious. Um, but, All at once too. We'll get to that. But the moment where he bets him who can hit the the farthest shot with the with the was it seven iron with the seven iron, which is Roy's favorite club, and he just got club. done playing. Apparently, ostensibly, he he shot even par on the back nine during the U.S. Open local qualifier. But that's a discussion for another day. Yeah. Um, but my man outsmarts him and hits it down the street, and then you sent the quote. Uh, another <laughs> my. <laughs> Uh, damn, he done hit the, he done hit hit it down the fucking road, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, it, the best part is the, is the quote right after that where they say, "Oh, you're the man, Roy. You're the man." That a man who needs a ride home. A man who needs a ride home. Yeah. Oh man. So there's a very good reason why I chose this. Um, I, I'll say it's a good reason. Um, but yeah, but Alan's 100% correct, and that is, if you're going to make a prop bet, you want to make sure that everything is understood ahead of time. Like, where you're hitting this ball, you know, if it's a jump shot, you got to make sure you say, okay, this line to this basket, like, you just you just never know when you're going to get fucked. Um, the funny thing is, is that he didn't once put up a fight about it. Like, he knew he had gotten had, um, and yeah, I just had to watch his car. He could have used that dime, too, by the way. That $1,000 could have could have helped boy eat a little bit mm -hmm. um but so the reason that i chose i wanted this to be the first movie it's not so much because it's the best gambling movie i don't know what the best gambling movie is i haven't watched a ton of them but i'm we're, i'm sure we're gonna we're gonna just go back and forth if you guys like this kind of content um this is very kind of rewatchables esque um but we just want to focus on gambling um, is that it, this is obviously Arizona's number one sports betting podcast. And even though the movie mostly takes place in Texas, um, this movie has a lot of ties uh, to our great state. Uh, mostly, unfortunately, it's mostly on the southern end. So that golf course where all that happens, uh, the club breaking, the, the pissing contest, as Rene Russo's fine ass uh, calls it, um, is actually a golf course called Tubac. And it's a town. If you're, if uh, when Alan comes down, if he were to, if Alan were to come down when we do our over under bet, if you take the I nineteen down, probably about thirty mile, thirty miles north of the uh, 
the Mexican border, that's where you'll find Tubac. Um, and that's where they did a lot. In fact, they actually used that course for the the, the, the seven iron bet, the seven iron play, um, playing out the seven iron um, when he played the last nine with just a seven iron, and actually the um, the ten to one bet where he where um, Stadler said that he would be able to give him four to one odds to hit it over the water, and then mm-hmm. he gets fired. <laughs> That's another lesson that we can get too. Um, that was also done at a golf course, which is one of my favorite courses in town. Um, and then also the uh, well, actually we'll get to that other part, but there's another golf course that where the um, the um, the event, which is one of my, which is one of Alan's favorites that I know of too, um, which I'm actually, which is going to be my number three, um, is um, they um, they also played the the sectionals um, were also played at this golf course called Mountain View. I mean, you can see the fucking Tucson Mountains everywhere in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and Texas doesn't really have that, um, other than like maybe hill country, but um, very Arizona esque um movie was um so that's why i wanted this to include we'll see what other ones that we get to but figured u.s open week arizona sports betting podcast movie has a lot that goes into that um so my lesson number three is that um if you're gonna be a true prop gambler you gotta be ready to do anything so um towards more of the beginning of the movie Obviously, we said uh, man's lost his driving range, but he also had to give up some other things like his golf clubs. Um, now, the whole premise of this movie is that he wants to impress this girl who's dating the the schmuck David uh, David Sims, who hates cats and dogs, or dogs, women and uh, dogs, old people and children. Um, so it's kind of hard to qualify for the U.S. Open if you ain't got no sticks. So he challenges challenges this dude, putting up his car once again. For four hundred dollars to get his clubs out of hock. Now you might be wondering, uh, what what is he going to play with if he doesn't have golf clubs? And Alan, I'm going to let you take it from here. This man played with a shovel, baseball bat, and a uh, and a rake and a rake. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and like, a hoe because the bunker shot was hit with a hoe. The bu- it was hit with a hoe because he he said no scooping. And he said, yeah. I ain't going to scoop it. Uh, that shit was insane. I know it's a movie yeah. and it's dramatized, but watching this man flick a golf ball in the air and take a baseball swing to it and hit it on the green was absolutely fucking insane. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Oh, it was beautiful. Uh, it was... And that is also, that was the other golf course too, Santa Rita, which no longer exists. Uh, weird, weird story about that golf course. It was the first golf course I saw that had tomatoes growing on the edge of the green. Oh, interesting. Or they just never thought to, I don't know, like like not grow tomatoes on on a putting surface, but whatever. That golf course has fucking been long gone. Like I I played there once in like nineteen ninety nine and that shit isn't that shit hasn't been around probably for the last twenty years or so. Um all right, Alan, next I, w- I think from our conversation, because our the um go ahead and, and talk about um the uh the amazing things that um, clapping cheeks can do for your golf game. Oh, I mean, well, he did say the only two things that you can be good at, you don't have to be good at and still enjoy is golf and sex. And let me tell you, I'm good at uh, one of those two things. The other one, I'm going to get better at. 
I'm get better at. And that sucks, people. That sucks. Yeah, you've been you've been doing top golf. You've been, you've been doing top golf for a while now. So. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm good at yeah, golf. Was, uh, I'm gonna correct the other Jimmy, part of my game. Yeah, three time three time Masters champion Jimmy Demerit said that. Yeah, that quote. And that was a that was a man. You talk about a guy in the 30s that got it in. Jimmy Demerit was that guy. Wore the cashmere sweaters and just just super. Uh, Super suave and you know, yeah, just that man. That man knew how to. Uh, well, let's not get into it. We won't. <laughs> I don't know who listens to this podcast, but uh, all right. So what else? Um, so that was the other. What other? What other? What other gambling lessons or life lessons did you get out of this? Uh, have a ride or die. Have somebody by your side that's willing to go to go four to one, ten to one, for you to for you to get your confidence back. Uh, Molly, Molly, oh, Molly. Molly, Molly, Molly. That, what a what a character, what a woman. Uh, yeah, she she put that money up and she put that money up two hundred dollars on the line for this man to hit a shot from inside the building, over the water, onto a post. Uh, make was, a pelican fly off. Make a pelican fly. That shit was crazy. That was yep, crazy. And then. And then, of course, like this whole so that all sequence kind of falls together if you haven't seen the movies. But if you have, you obviously know this. So he sees, so he's at the U.S. Open. He she sees her boyfriend, basically, all and all they asked for was an autograph. It was an old couple, their grandson, with a with a pet dog, which is still weird to me because you can't take fucking dogs to a to any golf tournament, let alone the U.S. Open. But aside from that, this motherfucker just lays into them. She finally sees what kind of shit his, but I don't know. Was it talk me out of this, Alan? We'll just do this. We'll add talk me out of it to this section. Did 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 she hop into bed too soon? Like, is this one? She literally came there for with her guy. She finds out he's a dick, and then within six hours, she's having he's having her caddy stand out in the rainstorm while he's just getting it in. Talk me out of that. Is that too soon? Nah. That was perfect timing. My boy got a date. Okay. Yeah, man. He was, um, he was tearing yeah. it up. He said, let's get a mulligan. She said, what's a mulligan? He said, just don't move. I said, oh, okay, I see you, Mr. Riz. You know what I'm saying? He was out here cooking. Um, two, two, two quick lessons. Number one, um, whether it's in real life or in cinema, don't leave your girl around Kevin Costner. Like you don't want him giving dance lessons to her, golf lessons to her, nothing. Um, even CPR for sure, not CPR lessons. Um, yeah, just talk me out of that, Alan. You just you just don't want like Kevin Costner is like the. In fact, I'll tell you a funny story, Alan, from that I've learned from one of the produ- executive producers and technical directors of this movie, because mm-hmm. um, I've done a lot of research. So. Um, as you could tell, I don't know. Well, you probably couldn't tell, but the reason that this golf movie seems so authentic is because it's got real PGA Tour players. Mm-hmm. Other than Dave, other than than Kevin Costner and the guy that plays David Sims, every other golfer that was portrayed on there was actually played the tour at the time. So what they did was that they didn't want to. They wanted real tour players there, but they didn't want to have to fuck around with like getting agents, getting agents involved, trying to get players to to appear on this movie. So it's Don Johnson, and so they're having a dinner during the Tucson Open at La Paloma, which is just a few miles up for me. And literally, um, they had a, it was all the tour players' wives. So it's literally tour wives and two of the biggest, most handsome guys in Hollywood in 1995. And I guess you can imagine how that turned out. 
They literally, at the, at the end of the night, at the end of the dinner, they literally said, when do you need him there? Mm-hmm. No agents, no money, no nothing. Now, that's some that's some slick producing. As somebody that's, that's obviously been around film um, and, and can know how tedious it can be to get people to, to work with you, um, that is some that is some producing 101. So if you have that for any... Um, now we're giving movie advice on this. Isn't that great? Um, if you have a really attractive uh, lead actor for your movie, try to get them to, to do some, some of the heavy lifting for your production. Uh, and then the second one... Um, that wasn't supposed to be that long, um, but the uh, the second one is, um, yeah, like you know, you the the your your ride or die. You have to be willing to go to war with sometimes, and that's illustrated perfectly in the club breaking, <laughs> in the club breaking scene, which is probably one of my favorite scenes ever. Go ahead and talk about that one from your perspective, Alan. From the the club breaking scene. Yeah, where he's trying, where he wants to hit driver, and he keeps telling him no, and they just start fucking squabbling like a yeah couple. So, I guess from my perspective, I mean, let me tell you, that shit was crazy. Uh, but it, it made it made the most sense because it's it's a it's a homie looking out for a homie. Uh, he told him to play it safe. You don't need to always go for the the the, the kill shot, lay up, take the safe route once in your life. And he said, no, nah, goddammit, I'm going to do it my way, blah, 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 give me the fucking cup. Especially when he did this. Oh, motherfucker, don't you snap oh, at me. Yeah. I'll beat yeah. the shit out you. So That's I'm with Romeo. Shit. He snapped at me, <laughs> nah, just because you white and Romeo, a little Mexican man in the background, Latino. Nah, fuck you, dog. That had me hot. I'm not going to lie. That was the one time I wanted to slap the shit out of Kevin <laughs> Costner. Okay? Um, But <laughs> shout out to Romeo. He didn't back down. He said, no. He took that club. He said, Bow, snap it over his knee. Say, what you gonna do about it, bitch? And then Kevin Costner said, "Oh, you want to fucking snap him clubs? Or right, give me this, give me the fucking seven, or the the three. Takes the three, snaps the three, and he talks on blah blah blah. Oh, dude, I could do it with the four. Kadoosh, breaks the four. I said, this motherfucker. Now they just going back and forth. It's crazy. Now he's just snapping everything, but the seven iron. But the seven iron. And, you know, and then what does Romeo do? Just runs off, storms off, and like, no, nope, not, not fucking doing this. Not doing it with you. And then who does he get to caddy for him? But probably like choice, like the last guy that you want, the fattest dude on the fan group. <laughs> He's like, fuck you. He's like, I had to carry the bag the last four. My man was so chunky and tired and fat. Yeah, that was not a good look for TCU, by the way. Um, well, yeah. So let's see. What else? What else? Are we missing anything else, Alan? I hope. Uh, are you enjoying doing this segment? I don't want to feel like I'm like I'm talking over you. Right? No, we're good. I like movies. I like recapping. Okay. It's just whether the people are gonna like it. So y'all gotta tell us if we're just talking too yeah. much for you at this point. Because we gotta come up with something while there's no sports going on. Yeah, because we can't. Because like I don't know baseball enough, and I'm not investing any time into trying to figure this. Like they're on base percentage and and all this, all these new. Like Moneyball kind of stuff. I wish there was. I wish there was gambling in Moneyball, but not really, because otherwise we could add that to the list. Um, let's see what other notes that I have for this one. Um, yeah, sometimes you just got to go for it. Like man, like at the the basically the climax of the movie is man's goes for it, um, and just starts keep keeps hitting. Actually, the, what was heartbreaking. And this was also a part, this is very, very much artistic license. He's going for the, it's a part five, it's over water. He finally covers the water, 
but the ball rolls back into into the water after and he did it twice and it carried and then rolled back now that's right there like balls just don't spin off the green like that with three woods like if you've ever played golf like that's that's something a wedge would do but not a three wood um but man's just was uh like doesn't give a shit and finally one of my favorite lines and actually a buddy of mine when he caddied for me would would tell me um, where it's when, when I was getting frustrated, he's like, well, stop fucking around <laughs> facts. And it's just, just enough to, to break the ice. And, um, yeah, just, uh, finally hit it. And then Alan felt it. I still feel it every time I, I watched that movie, but Alan said that he was feeling pressure. Like it was, it was fucking with his emotions. It was, this man was stressing me the fuck out. I'm like, bro, just take the fucking drop. Take it. I know it's a movie and you're not, but take it. I was like, I was with everybody else. I was losing my marbles. Yeah. Then he, then he made it. Everybody goes crazy, and Molly says that he's immortal. And yep, as as Alan told me in the, in the chat, was it that? Was it after? Was it after they were back in the Winnebago, or was it when uh, they were leaving the golf course that you sent that message? Uh, I don't remember. Probably when he back. was gonna blow her back out. Oh yeah, it was right after he hit the cup, and she was talking about how he was immortal. Oh yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. She, she, sure her, her guts is about up. to be immortal because he's Shling. It's not gonna be useless, <laughs> dude. I don't know if you watched enough movies back then to know understand how fucking hot Renee Russo was considered in the mid nineties. No, I felt it. I saw it. Like that was like between that there was a movie she did, uh, Get Shorty. Uh, that's actually a pretty good film. Just to, just to watch a film. Um, yeah, man, she's just she's a bad bitch. That's all I can say. Um, anything like fuck? I feel like I'm gonna we're gonna finish it because we're not talking about this movie again. Just because I just wanted to go through, make sure we didn't miss anything in our notes here. Um, let me go through here. Um, let's see here. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that was pretty much it. Just one of the, it, to me, it's the best golf. Have you watched any other golf movies, Alan? Nah, except for like Happy okay. Gilmore with Adam Sandler. Yeah, I mean, some people will say that's their favorite golf movie, depending on how you sell it. Like, But here's why, here's why I love Tin Cup, all right, from a gambling standpoint. And this is why it beats all the other golf movies ever made. Like, because some of them, like, they try to be real to it, but. They make they they add artistic license, which is fine because, you know, you can't say like the greatest game ever played. Francis we met wins the nineteen nineteen U.S. Open. It's like you can't re- the last putt is like a two footer to win. He w- he actually won the tournament by four, but you can't do that in a movie because that just doesn't create any drama. So you got to bend the truth anyway. But Happy Gilmore is obviously just way the fuck out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but then. Um, Happy, but Tin Cup, I love so much because you know I lived in Vegas. You know we've we've set a, a you know propensity for gambling. We all know somebody like this, whether it's in your family, it's it's a friend, it's, you know somebody we know that just goes balls to the wall. You know will bet anything, anywhere if he feels he even has a remote chance, even mm-hmm. if the odds aren't aren't in his favor. Um, just can't hold on to money. Just but you know, love strippers. Loves loves the dark side of everything, but I guess this one woman turned it around. Oh, that was the one thing we haven't talked about yet. How hard did you laugh about him yelling at the woman who was crying in the exit room? 
This man said she's still crying in the goddamn exit room. Oh fuck that. <laughs> He's like, I didn't do shit. I didn't fucking touch her. I didn't. I didn't fucking talk yeah. to her. <laughs> like, oh, yes. Yeah, the best part. He's like, well, I only I have a client in a half an hour. It's like, well, geez, thirty minutes is plenty of time. I'm not that. Well, I'm not up. that fucked up. But my band was clearly that fucked up. <laughs> oh my god, that is yeah. You're still in the exit. This woman is fucking bawling her eyes out. Like she's never gonna be able to go to fucking therapy ever again. Um, yeah, I think, I think that about covers it. Um, yeah. So let us know people like what, um, what do you like? Have you seen this movie? Do you want us to cover? Now there are some rules. We are going to set some boundaries as far as which movies that we're willing to do or not ready to do right off the top. Uncut gems. You got to give us a minute. So I know it came out like two and a half years ago. You still got to give us time. Like, because because I think the rule is that we should rewatch these movies before we do a segment on it, and I'm I'm still not ready yet. Alan, are you ready for that yet? I mean, I could be ready. That that movie was an adrenaline rush like no other. Let me tell you, my God, just nonstop, nonstop, like really does not stop until the very end, and it's a sudden stop. It's a it's a it's a very sudden stop. Yeah. Oh yeah, one one last rule though. I wanted to get because this was the part that we one more part that we didn't talk about where he's at the dry he's got the shanks, he's at the driving range, and basically he basically tells Johnny Miller to fuck off, even though Romeo wants to get um, get an autograph. Let uh, life lesson: don't be afraid to look silly if it's going to get you results. True. And then the last one, most importantly, and this is the part that we didn't talk about, because I, I send this to the, to our my buddy DiCarlo all the time, who you've met, um, uh, talking about when it comes to if you're not if you're not a humble individual, don't be humble. If you're not a humble individual, don't be not humble. a humble. Because he said, "Be humble," and then what were the next words out of Romeo's mouth? Eighty-three. Well, you humble now. <laughs> it's like I was hung over. Yeah, it probably wasn't the yeah. best. Uh, probably, yeah, coach. probably not a probably coaching mistake. <laughs> yeah, don't if you're playing in a major tournament, don't take tequila shots um, until um, until, you know thirty minutes or two hours before your tea time and have to run to get to the first tee on time. Like that's just a recipe for disaster. That was another quote we say all the time. We're, we're like, any time for a quick bucket? It's like, tee it up. We ain't got time for all this nonsense. Oh, God. Okay, so that's the first one. So, yeah, uh, Uncut Gems, give us, give me a minute. Um, I mean, I could probably watch it now. I actually watched it in the theater with my in-laws um, and my now brother-in-law, um, which I felt bad for because that's not a movie I would – you know, because because I have, I, I think you can attest to this that I have some pretty wholesome uh, in-laws, mm-hmm. and even for that sake of brother-in-law, like he's weird, like he's super quiet, but he also listens to Twenty One Savage, so I don't really know how to what to think of him, but um, um, and maybe introduce him to some actual these. Um, I mean, Twenty One Savage has got some good songs. Um, another movie that we won't do is The Cooler. I don't think it, I'm pretty sure Alan's never heard of that movie. Um, Another intense one doesn't have really anything. To, it's about a casino. It's got uh, William H Macy and uh, Alec Baldwin, but um, yeah, it's it's a little. It's it's very uncut, gemsy, and it doesn't really involve sports betting. 
Um, but other than that, hardball, um, I don't know what are, maybe hardball should be one for sure. Maybe that'll be our next one, but Alan's going to do some research. We're going to go back and forth, but we need to hear from you guys. Um, do you like this, uh, breaking down these movies? Do you like, uh, is there a gambling movie that you've seen? Maybe, uh, maybe we could do 21. I don't know if we really, I mean, blackjack is not the same as what we do, but I'm um, sure there's lessons know, there's, to like, tie in. Yeah, there's always going to be gambling lessons like um, like hardball. You know, maybe maybe buy the kids some Kevlar, uh, maybe once you clear your bets. Well, first of all, don't get that stuck to where you're having to call people to pretend that you've got dough when you're making these wagers. That's just, I think I think that we can all agree that in hardball, that's like his cardinal sin. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, maybe it was, his name was like Baby, is it G-Baby or Baby G? I can't, or what G-Baby. was his name? G baby, yeah, maybe maybe make sure the little fucker has a has a Kevlar vest, just available. Just it's a small one. They should be pretty affordable. You know, this kid lives in like the worst neighborhood in Chicago. Like, just give him a fucking chance, man. Actually, <laughs> a real quick story. Um, um, there's a there's this podcast called The Rewatchables, and the same guy who does a sports podcast, Bill Simmons, watched it with his wife. And when she asked, now is there going to be a part in this movie where I'm going to get really sad and and, and want to cry. It's like, no, no, no. He literally lied to his wife um, to get her to watch it. Um, and then when they pan down, when they pan that camera down, um, he got, he got. I don't want to say the literal shit beat out of him, but you can imagine how a woman would feel getting lied to like that. Oh, 100%. Oh, 100%. Um, but, yeah, any gambling movies, uh, yeah, there's plenty here. There's plenty that I've seen. Um, yeah, just let us know. Gives us something to talk about. Um, gives us something to do, but it's really much. It's pretty much set only for uh, only for the off season because we're gonna be once a week um, until until football season, and then we're gonna try to get even if it's just half an hour at a time, we can get two to three hour or two to three episodes a week um, done. But right now, I think this podcast is entirely too long. Um, as far as bets coming up this week, I think we'll just stick with our U.S. Open bets and just see how they turn out. Yeah, John, John Ram, John Ram, Ram, John Ram, Ram, John Ram, um, who's who I'm pretty sure Phil Phil pulled a Kevin Costner on his wife. That's my dog. I know, <laughs> Phil. Actually, I mean, I mean, Phil should have. Uh, I kind of I thought about putting, but he was like eight, he was like sixty to one. I should have I should have put even like two dollars. On that, just to have a little sweat there, but we'll see. Uh, I've got Max Homa and um, and Victor Victor Hovland. Max Homa actually has the course record at this golf course um, that he set when he was in college, and um, yeah, so we'll see how that goes. Um, it's funny he he shot two under par, and his odds actually got worse because mm. of how many low scores were out there. He went from thirty five to one to forty to one, but I still like it. Um, it's going to be a, these tournaments. I mean, if they let this course bake out any U.S. Open, it's going to be a tough one. Um, congratulations again to. I hope the Nuggets fans had a better time. Maybe everyone had to work during the parade. Like, what would be your guess? I don't. I, I, because I have no no word. Because the 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 stadium the the arena was was buzzing. Everyone everyone but Jokic was 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 losing it. And then I think Jamal Murray. I think you said he might have had some ingestibles. Um, or maybe uh, or maybe a glass pipe in, involved when he did his acceptance speech. Um, 
what was your what was your analysis on that? We didn't talk about Jamal Murray at all, so I just wanted to get that thrown out on this podcast. Uh, I I don't know. My man seemed bugged out. He was so excited, eyes big, stumbling over words, cracked out looking. That, that, that whole celebration just didn't make sense to me. Like I, I yeah. There's no other ways. It'll put be it. one. It'll be one of the weirdest ones we ever see in our life, and maybe it was just a little cocaine, cocaine. Maybe who knows? Who knows what's in that Denver air? Which is weird because Denver, like, you just figure everyone would be high as shit and just loving life and laughing and and eating cookies and then oh, and then the last thing like that celebrate the celebration the the champagne bottle with Jokic. Yeah, I, I pretty much talked about it earlier, but yeah, he. My man didn't even spray it. He just shook it. And then like just like he just came it. out like somebody that was barely half hard. Exactly. Like a half-assed ejaculation. Then he's just like, oh, fuck it. <laughs> I don't want this bottle. Um, yeah, man, it's just a very bizarre one. And the sad part is that it's probably going to be one of many to come. Um, but shout out to them. Shout out to, to Miami Heat, man, because that was, that was a valiant effort. Um, to to lay it down like that as an eight seed just to get in on the playing game, um, pretty much just came down to just random players just all of a sudden getting hot. Um, shout out to Spolstra. Shout out to um, Scott Foster for doing everything he could to try to make the Nuggets blow game game four. Um, and anyone else we want to shout out, Alan? No, you hit him right on the nose. I'm glad you got Scott all Foster right. in there. Yep, indeed. Yes, indeed. Um, so yeah, we're at an hour twenty. I think that's plenty for you to, for Megs to make her commute to and from work um, and enjoy it. So um, that said, thank you again for listening. Make sure to like, subscribe, um, a review, five star review would always be wonderful, especially if you like this one. Let us know. Uh, I know that a big chunk of our listeners are um, are on our Snapchat group, so if you want to let us know a movie that you want us to review for gambling and life lessons, feel free to let us know if you like that kind of content. Uh, For Alan, I'm Mike, and we will see you next week. Peace.